Republicans everywhere are being reminded this week that their elected champions in Congress and the Senate suck. The FBI tells House Republicans to stick it, and there will almost certainly be zero consequences for it. Meanwhile, Speaker of the House and man who pretends to be conservative, Kevin McCarthy, is shocking Republican voters this week with his laughably bad debt ceiling bill. Republican voters, who still haven't accepted that their party is a joke, were stunned when all of a sudden, McCarthy started acting the way he's acted his entire political career. We'll cover all the details of how the Republicans just sold the government to the Democrats in today's episode of what may be history's last podcast. I'm Eric Giannis, and this is The Eric Giannis Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. If you haven't already, you really ought to consider spending some money on me. Why? Because I'm worth it. I've got the face for radio, the voice for silent film, and I dance like a spineless horse with four left feet. I know what you may be thinking. Where can I go to support an amazing beast like that? The answer is my Patreon page. Head over there now for all sorts of great goodies free from the prying eyes of Biden's Gestapo. For today's show, I've got a great lineup of stories that's really going to highlight the strength and confidence of the Republican Party. The Republican Party likes to parrot itself as the champion of limited government and freedom. And for that reason, we all know that the Republican Party is evil and racist. But we shouldn't hate the Republicans too swiftly, at least not all of them, because a little known fact about them is that they are indistinguishable from Democrats. In that respect, then, we can trust that many Republicans are really just working with Democrats to continue to enrich themselves and their families at the expense of the governed because they don't care about the little peons of helpless society. Voters of the Republican Party were reminded of this simple truth many times over this week as hapless and corrupt House Republicans took loss after loss against their eternal enemies, pronounced allies, the Democrats. For instance, FBI director and real-life Ken doll Christopher Wray announced Tuesday that he would not be complying with a subpoena from House Republicans regarding whistleblower documents that implicate the President of the United States in a spy scheme for the Chinese government. In an article that should have been titled, FBI Director Wray announces publicly his intent to break the law, Just the News reports, quote, the FBI formally refused Tuesday to turn over to Congress an investigative memo alleging a bribery scheme involving President Joe Biden prompting the chairman of the House Oversight Committee to begin proceedings to hold Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress. Close quote. Listeners of this show will remember when I previously reported on the powers of Congress to hold FBI Director and Clark Kent impersonator Christopher Wray in contempt. Unfortunately, for eager listeners who may think that maybe, just maybe, Republicans will actually accomplish something for once, there are only two ways to hold someone accountable for being in contempt of Congress. You can either send the armed guards at the Capitol building to go and find Director Ray and bring him physically to Congress, where he can be held in a prison cell, 
or you can ask the DOJ to go do that for you. The problem with the first route is that it's not been done for over a century, and Republicans don't have the spying to hold people accountable to the law, even if they have the power to do so. And the problem with the second route is that the DOJ is thankfully run by fascist falcon in a skin suit, Merrick Garland. Congress could even hire mercenaries to go find FBI Director Ray, since he is now a criminal, but they won't do that either, taking great care to show the Democrats a courtesy the Democrats would never show them. I am personally on the edge of my seat to see how this story develops into a great ball of nothingness. In other news, the witless House Republicans announced with great fervor on Tuesday that they had arrived at a debt ceiling deal, quote-unquote, with Biden. Now, given all the momentum Republicans have right now, you'd probably expect that this deal really sticks it to Biden and the Democrats. But what you're forgetting is that we're all Democrats in the end. So instead, Republicans finally came to their senses and decided to not only give Biden unlimited spending for the next two years, but also they decided to give up the only other leverage they ever had in the first place. How did Republicans manage to stuff all this down the throats of the Democrats? Well, political mastery really is an art. Here's what this great deal for Republicans steals from the Democrats. The suspension of the debt ceiling in its entirety until 2025, a pre-agreed budget appropriation clause, which prevents Republicans from freezing the government on appropriations or budget discussions, an increase in mandatory spending by 5%, and an increase in military spending by 3%, and according to the Congressional Budget Office, we are now projected to spend $80 trillion in the next 10 years. But McCarthy has assured Republicans on Tuesday that the bill is the biggest spending cut in history. It cuts $1.1 trillion in spending. The only problem with that is that it proposes to cut that spending over the next 10 years, when it will almost certainly be repealed by a Democrat-controlled House. What's this year's spending cut, you may wonder? Oh, just a modest $1.9 billion dollars from the $80 billion in new money that is slated to go to the IRS this year. The only other savings come from the already unspent COVID money, which thankfully Biden somehow managed to finagle McCarthy into allowing a special clause in the bill so that if Biden feels like he needs to redeploy that money, he can. Folks, you may be wondering, how is it possible our rotting carcass of a president managed to negotiate so well with McCarthy. I mean, after all, Biden can barely get two words out before he needs his cocktail of Alzheimer's medication and children's blood. This has left a good number of Republicans stunned that McCarthy came away with so little from the so-called negotiations. It's almost like McCarthy isn't all that different from the Democrats in Congress and that he probably came away with something that really benefited himself personally. And he would rather lie to the American voter base while simultaneously enriching himself than to fight and advocate for complete strangers he's never met. Well, whatever the explanation is, some House Republicans have vowed to try to kill the bill in an effort they know will never work. 
Chairman of the Freedom Caucus, Scott Perry, vaguely referenced forcing a vote on whether to remove McCarthy as Speaker on Tuesday, and Representative Bishop of the Freedom Caucus has openly called for his removal over this debt ceiling bill. Meanwhile, not every Republican is so against the bill. Representative Thomas Macy of Kentucky, a member of the House Freedom Caucus, allowed the bill to pass through the House Rules Committee by just one vote. In explaining his startling support over the bill, Representative Massey said, quote, My interest in being on this committee was not to imprint my ideology. I think that is an inappropriate use of the committee. Close quote. I couldn't agree with Representative Macy more. When your constituents elect you to a political office on the basis of your political ideology, it would be completely inappropriate to let that political ideology guide your decision-making in the regular course of your duties in the political office that you hold. Again, as a result of being elected on the basis of your political ideology. It is far better to instead let your decisions be guided by a political ideology that you don't hold, because that is simply more principled. After all, it's not like the opposing party lets their ideology influence their decision-making when they get into office. I think we can all learn a lot from Representative Macy and his new Ferrari that was imported overnight from China. It's rare to find such a principled politician like him in today's world of corruption and deal-making. Well, that's all I have for you today, folks. I'm Eric Giannis, reminding you that the best business in town is Chinese. And this has been another episode of The Eric Giannis Show.